yes. All right, and welcome to another episode of Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Hey, how's everybody doing on this beautiful Friday? The sun is shining here in eastern Kentucky. I am the Kentucky guy, your host, and uh, glad to see you all here. Give yourself a round of applause. Yes, yes, yes. And what a week it has been in professional wrestling. I mean, there is all kinds of things that have been happening. Uh, we've got a we've got a dandy of a show for you today. Uh, we do have um, two pay per views starting tomorrow. We've got one on Saturday and one on Sunday, both from the WWE. Uh, the one on Saturday is going to be the NXT In Your House pay per view. We're going to go over that match card and my predictions. Uh, and, we're, and then on Sunday, we have Hell in a Cell, the WWE uh, major, major roster <laughs> uh, pay-per-view. And we're going to go over that match card along with my predictions as well. So a lot to get into today. Uh, first of all, though, I want to clean up some stuff that we actually talked about on the previous episode. If you haven't had a chance, we do drop an episode here on this podcast on the wrestling, on the Against the Mat wrestling podcast with the Kentucky guy. Uh, we drop an episode every Monday and Friday. Also, if you like current news and politics and things of that nature, I also host another show called the Red Pill Current News Podcast, and we do drop an episode there every Wednesday and Saturday. So, yeah, so if you guys get a chance, uh, be sure to check that out as well, okay? So, as we mentioned on the last episode, uh, AEW had a pay-per-view, double or nothing, and on that pay-per-view, uh, the opening match was MJF, who fans MJF against Warlow, and Warlow ended up winning. Uh, it was pretty much a squash match, right? I mean, Warlow beat him way, way too easy. Ten power bombs in a row. I mean, MJF is way too valuable, way too good of a wrestler uh, to take ten power bombs in a row. However, fans were wondering, as I mentioned on that episode, if MJF would even show up because he blew off the fan fest for Double or Nothing. He never, he was a no show. So therefore, on his entrance uh, to Double or Nothing, you could hear boos and uh, oh, he showed up and things of that nature. You know how fans get. You know, I if you pay money and you're wanting to see your favorite wrestler, even if it's it's a heel. You know, uh, a lot of us like hill. I like hills, villains, and that. I think they make uh, the wrestling world go around. Um, you know, you're not going to be happy as a fan, right? So, as soon as the match was over between him and Warlow, he actually left Double or Nothing. So, the first news we got from AEW was they were going to take MJF off of live television. Uh, for the next few weeks, right? Give him a break. Let him get his head together. Well, it didn't work out that way. If you haven't heard, uh, MJF was actually on AEW Dynamite uh, on Wednesday night, and oh my goodness, did he let go of some pipe bombs. Wow. I mean, it was horrible. Uh, now listen, I don't know if this was an actual shoot, or if this was a work, okay? I, I, I'm confused. I thought that this was a shoot. I thought this was all kind of real. Uh, 
But now where they let him come on live TV and say the things he said about Tony Khan, then I said, okay, so, you know, because he's very, very smart. MJF is a, uh, he's a, he's like a rock on the microphone, and he's like a Miz when it comes to doing works, right? He's very, very good at what he does. And, uh, and I think he's going to get, no matter if he signed back with AEW or if he goes to WWE or, or where have you, he's going to make a lot of money. He's that talented, right? But then on Wednesday, as I mentioned on Dynamite, he comes off and he calls Tony uh, Khan a bunch of things. He says he hates he hates being on AEW. Uh, fire him. Fire him, fire him, fire him. It, it got so bad and he was cussing so much, they actually cut his microphone off, right? So now I'm thinking, after seeing that, I'm like, well, this is a work then. He got us. He got us. He got us. You know, he fooled us. Him and Tony Khan fooled us. Or maybe it started out as a shoot and he was serious. And then they come to an agreement and then they figured they would ride, ride the horse a little bit longer. Right. But now I'm confused again, because if you look on AEW's active roster, MJF is no longer listed on there. And if you look at AEW shop, none of his merchandise is on there for sale at this current time. So did he get fired? Is he suspended? What What's going on? No release from AEW, nothing. I mean, it, it went from he's the talk of the town, like this whole week has been nothing about nothing but uh, AEW and MJF. I mean, this is the second show that uh, I'm starting off talking about this this week. So, and everybody, everybody's talking about it. All of, all the people that I have connections through, and then some of the, I watch some of the other guys to kind of see what they're talking about, making sure that I don't have information wrong or what have you. Uh, and if they do put some, sometimes they put information out there that's different than what I have. So I got to go back and research it again and make sure I'm not giving you all false information. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> And he went from the talk of the talk of the week till silence, crickets, crickets. It, it, it's weird. It, it just uh, I, I really don't know what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's very odd. So we're gonna stay. We're gonna stay in contact with that. We're gonna keep a close eye on that and uh, just see where it leads because uh, he's a he's a very valuable wrestler, but he he. <laughs> If it was a shoot and it wasn't, it wasn't an act. It wasn't a work. Uh, basically, a shoot means uh, it's real. It's real life, and a work means that it's a part of the script, right? So, if, just uh, for you that are new to wrestling or don't understand the terminology or what have you. Anyways, uh, if if it was if it's real, right? If it's a shoot, uh, it could have very well fired him because also. That's the same day. Now, I don't know if a lot of you know this, but AEW actually sold out uh, some of their uh, business to Warner Brothers uh, Production Company. And Dynamite, believe it or not, this last Dynamite, was the first time the owners were on scene. Yes, they were on scene. Uh, so they were live while MGF was talking about Tony Khan and AEW and... Uh, and all that and if you get a chance 
check out that pipe bomb. It was rough. It, I tell you what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the old CM Punk pipe bombs that he had on WWE before he left. And I tell you what, if they play this out and MJF ends up winning the world title from CM Punk and taking it to WWE, I am a AEW fan for life. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Uh, that was just... Uh, that, that would just tickle my tum-tum and make me happy. That would be crazy. So, uh, yeah. So, also, I mentioned that uh, the Hardy brothers, uh, they defeated um, the Young Bucks at double or nothing. And I said that Jeff Hardy looked like he was hurt. Well, he actually was pulled from live action. Uh, he wasn't at Dynamite. And, yes, he did get hurt at double or nothing. Uh, he actually he got something kind of like a maybe he's going through a concussion protocol right uh here's something scary about this he doesn't remember the match at double or nothing that's scary that was released by his brother matt hardy on a podcast so jeff does not remember the match against the hardy or against the young bucks at double or nothing so I knew, I think this injury goes back to when he fought Darby Allen because um, he hasn't looked right since. I think he's been hurt since then. But he did take a hard hit right at the beginning of that match with the Young Bucks. So, I mean, that's possible Possible that's where it could have happened. But I don't know, man. We'll, we'll keep a close eye on that. Jeff Hardy, uh, 40 years old. It's not that old, but he takes an awful lot of chances, an awful lot of chances, uh, to uh, to be 40 years old. He's proven himself, I think. Don't you? I think he's proven himself. He, he's uh, uh, he, he's done it all. He's jumped from the highest cage, from the biggest wall. Uh, he, he's done it, right? He's been there, done that. And, uh, you know, we appreciate his career. And 40 is not old when it comes nowhere near being too old to wrestle. Uh, just look at you know some of the ones that done it way up in age like Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Sting still going at it. He's a lot older than Jeff Hardy. Um, he just needs to he needs to tweak his character a little bit because he doesn't have to go full force and do these crazy stunts anymore. He has nothing to prove, nothing to prove. Meanwhile, somebody with everything to prove, the new AEW champion. The forbidden door has been kicked right open. We now know who his opponent's going to be uh, for the forbidden door um, pay-per-view that's joint between uh, AEW Wrestling and New Japan Wrestling. And his opponent is going to be Kanahashi, Kanahoski, a very, very famous wrestler uh, from Japan Wrestling. Uh, he's been around a long time. He's a very, very good wrestler. This should be a great, great match. It, it should be an awesome match. So, once again, that's one pay-per-view that I'm looking forward to, which I look forward to all of AEW's pay-per-views. The, the, my only gripe about the pay-per-views, as I mentioned, is I think they're too long, uh, way too long. <laughs> but, you know, if the crowd stays and people sign on and people want it, give the people what they want. That's one thing that Vince McMahon after all these years, still seems to forget once in a while. Give the people what they want. So, one other thing before we get into these predictions. 
Samoa Joe, where's he been? Where's he been? He's not been on TV. Where's Samoa Joe, who recently signed with AEW? Well, I found out. There is a new series on Peacock after the game. This was a video game back in the 90s, a a very popular uh, video game called Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal. And Joe, Samoa Joe, is actually going to be the clown uh, on there. He's going to be starring in that Twisted Metal series. Uh, I can't think of the clown's name, but I remember the clown was actually on the the cover of Twisted Metal. I I played this game. I had this game a long, long time ago on PlayStation 1. Um, So it'd be interesting to see. I, I, I can't recall ever seeing Samoa Joe... Uh, actually in a movie or or anything of that nature. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, yeah, that's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, a couple other things in the in the uh, current news. Uh, Big Kaz, you guys remember him, Enzo and Kaz, uh, who's been doing very well in the independent scene. Uh, he is actually leaving uh, Impact Wrestling. And he is leaving at a time that uh, that makes a lot of sense because he's he's in a good place now. He's had a good push. Uh, he's done very well for TNA. He's done very well in the Indies since he left WWE. I'm just wondering where he where he's going to go. I wonder where he's going to go. Is he going to go to? I, I'm sure Vince McMahon and WWE Creative would love to have him back now uh, by himself without Enzo, right? They don't need that trash back. Um, so I'm pr- I'm very proud of Big Kaz. He's a big guy. He's in the best shape I've seen him in in a long time. And uh, he got over, uh, he got away from all that stuff that took him out of the WWE last time uh, with his crazy uh, toxic par- partner. And uh, I'd love to see him go back there as Big Kaz. Um, I think that would be, uh, it'd be a good, good, redemption story i think showing back up on a and e on dynamite on wednesday night murrow uh some of you know him as rusev uh, he is back on tv now uh and he destroyed destroyed uh johnny elite uh, it, most of you know him as john morrison uh destroyed him uh it, it was almost a squash match uh, he got beat so bad Miro made this uh, video. He said that his promo stated that he's there for titles, and he looks like he's serious. So, uh, yeah, that should be really something. Um, that should be that should be something uh, to look forward to. I'm I, I'm looking to see. I don't think he's going to settle for the TNT title anymore. It's going to be interesting to see. He's such a he's such an amazing athlete. Uh, I don't know what A&E is going to do with all these guys. They've got so, they've got so many amazing athletes on their roster. Um, shoot, man, they need to have a different, like a Thunder or something. <laughs> or something. Okay, uh, also uh, some sad news. We'll go ahead and get this out of the way. Um, some sad news in the world of wrestling. Uh, Melanie uh, Pillman, which is Brian Pillman's widow, uh, she passed away yesterday. So uh, our condolences to that family. Um, if you know anything about the Pillmans, uh, they've had a rough go over the years. Uh, they've been through a lot. 
uh, with drug addiction and alcohol addiction. Uh, from my understanding and from what her son says, her son wrestles on the Varsity Blondes on AEW, um, that she was clean. She did finally get clean. Um, but they, they just had a really, really, uh, really, really, really rough, uh, rough few years. They really did. That whole family did. So, uh, also on Impact Wrestling, um, another member joined the Bullet Club, uh, Ace Austin. Yeah, you guys remember him? Part of the Kings and that. He's 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 a phenomenal wrestler. He actually joined the Bullet Club. So this is very interesting to me. So this is two Impact wrestlers from TNA Impact that have joined the Bullet Club. So are we going to see more and more of a crossover between New Japan Wrestling and Impact? I, I think I, I think I don't think New Japan Wrestling needs it, but I definitely think Bullet Club and TNA needs it because you don't hear Bullet Club is not the name that they weren't they once were, and uh, you know the Bullet Club is right up there with the NWO. Uh, actually, the NWO was copied off the Bullet Club, uh, and they're just, uh, I don't know, they, they, they just haven't been the same the last, what, three or four years? Just hasn't been the same. And uh, I think a lot of that had to do with uh, uh, them losing Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks to A&E uh, all at one whack and Cody Rhodes. He was also part of the Bullet Club uh, and lost them all Hangman Page. You know, they all went off to start AEW together. And uh, maybe that's why I know uh, uh, Jay White, I know he's a great leader of theirs, uh, but only one person can do so much. Uh, so it, I think this would be a good thing, uh, not just for TNA. TNA definitely needs a shot in the arm, but I think it's going to be a good thing for uh, for the Bullet Club as well. So so very, very uh, interesting seeing uh, how that plays out and what happens there. All right, so let's get, let's get into this pay-per-view here and uh, get pre- some predictions under the way. I'm going to go ahead and start off with the Hell in a Cell, uh, which is going to start off this Sunday uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, this Sunday, Hell in a Cell at, at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, just keep in mind that these are the official card uh, match cards uh, for these pay-per-views. They're always they're always subject to change, but right now, this is the official card for Hell in a Cell this Sunday. Uh, first match, Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel, uh, who is uh, uh, says it's a Eli- He's Elias's brother. <clears throat> uh, if you guys have been following Raw, uh, that's been kind of a story. Kevin Owens, like the rest of us, know that that's actually Elias. He's just been took a took a razor to him finally. Anyways, uh, my prediction for that match is Kevin Owens. Uh, uh, winning that match. I think there might be some interference there uh, from the Alpha Males. We'll see the Alpha Academy, but uh, my prediction is Kevin Owens. Uh, the next match is for the United States uh, title, and that's Austin uh, Austin Theory versus uh, Mustafa Ali. I actually think Mustafa Ali is going to win this belt, um, so I'm going to predict that he'll be the winner. I think it's time. Uh, for him to have a belt, uh, I think that he was going to get a really big push when he was the leader of Retribution, 
Um, I just think that some things come out on that too fast on some of the members and kind of killed that. I think he had a good thing there going at one time, and it just it got ruined by uh, some leaks on, on membership, right, where everybody was masked up. The next one is uh, you've got a handicap match, which is MVP in Amos versus uh, Bobby Lashley. Um, I, From my calculation, I think it's time for Bobby Lashley to win. Uh, Amos has, has got the best of them the last two, plus uh, MVP actually got the best of them on a countout on Monday on Raw. So I think Bobby Lashley will be the victor in this match, and hopefully – uh, this will put an end to this feud and let Bobby go on. He, Bobby needs a title. He needs to be the one to defeat Roman Reigns, either for both the titles or one of them. There's no one else in the company right now. Uh, I think that is worthy of beating the bloodline. I think it should be Bobby Lashley, unless they bring somebody in who hasn't been around in a while. And I don't mean Goldberg. For God's sake, please do not bring Goldberg back. He needs to be done, please. And then we have the Raw Women's Tag Team title uh, up for grabs. Uh, we have Asuka versus Becky Lynch uh, versus the champion Bianca Blair. Um, I think that Becky Lynch, I think it's, uh, I think she'll get the title back. I think, uh, I think she uh, she lost the title at WrestleMania. And I think that was basically done because. Uh, the way she won it against Bianca Blair, and I think it's time for her to get that title back. So that should be uh, that should be interesting as well. Should be a good match. All right, and then we have uh, the next match. We have Judgment Day uh, going up against uh, uh, Vin Balor, Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan. Um, I think Judgment Day is going to win that match. Uh, and the reason why I think that is I think they're going to bring out a new member. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it's Bailey, but I think they'll bring out a new member and cheat and end up winning that match. So I think it'll be a good match, though. And then right now, as far as the main event, uh, in my eyes, it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. By the way, this is, this is a pay-per-view so far that doesn't have your – undisputed champion in it Roman Reigns and it doesn't have your undisputed tag team champions in it as far as the bloodline the Usos so that's kind of interesting they're not even going to be on the pay-per-view they're not even on the card so Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins for a third time this needs to be the final uh the final match of this feud and uh I think I think uh Cody Rhodes is going to win it I think he's going to 3 and 0 3-0 out, Seth Rollins. I think he's going to win it. So that's my predictions. How we do this, if you heard the last episode, is I'll read my predictions. I'll read the uh, against the actual uh, winners of the match on Monday's podcast. Okay? So that is my predictions for Hell in a Cell. Here is my prediction for tomorrow's uh, pay-per-view, which is NXT in your house. Okay? I actually think NXT... And I hate saying this, but I think they have a better lineup as far as matches uh, for in your house. Um, they definitely have more title defenses, right? So the first one is, let's see. Okay, so the first one is the tag team 
uh, the NXT tag team titles are up for grabs. You have Pretty Deadly versus um, the the uh, the Clemson brothers. They're from uh, the Diamondbacks. Uh, I, I really the Creed brothers. Sorry, the Creed brothers. I don't know what I was thinking. The Creed brothers. Um, I just don't see Creed, the Creed brothers as being worthy of a title run. I, I just uh, these this pretty deadly team. Uh, they're outspoken. They do what it takes to win. Uh, they're more mainstream. So uh, so I, I think they'll retain the titles. Uh, the next match is for the NXT Women's ch- uh, Title. You have Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu. Uh, I don't know who Wendy Chu is. I know that she runs around wrapped up in a blanket. Uh, I don't see where she's a very good wrestler at all. Um, she's more like a comedian wrestler, I think. Uh, and as much as they built Mandy Rose up this last year uh, with the title and everything, I cannot see them them letting her drop it to a sideshow like Wendy Chu. So my prediction easily is Mandy Rose on that one. And then you have a six-man tag team uh, uh, match. You have, uh, I don't really know these guys, uh, Tony D'Angelo and Sticks and Two Dimes. Uh, Tony, he's supposed to be the Don of NXT. Um, and they're going against uh, Legrain and DeFaminis. DeFaminisse. I, I can't pronounce their name. Anyways, uh, I, I don't think that the Don of wrestling is going to win. Uh, that, you know, I was surprised when they let him beat uh, Champa in Champa's last match, uh, which which should have never happened. And really, I'd like to see Champa just come back to NXT if they're just going to throw him in giveaway matches against Butch and uh, these stupid wrestlers. They're not even giving him. He's not even been on the mic since he's been on Raw and SmackDown. So uh, it's just, it, it, it's a shame uh, what they do to these good. NXT stars uh, once they move from NXT up to up to the main roster. It really is. And then you have the North American title up for grabs. Uh, you have Grimes and he takes on Cam- uh, Carmelo Hayes uh, who is a former champ. I think Carmelo um, I think he's done. I think he's out of that title picture. I think Grimes wins. Uh, and then I think Grimes is going to face uh, the Usos' baby brother, and I think he's going to end up with the title. That's just that's just what I think. Um, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. And then you have the NXT uh, World Title, which is uh, Braun Braun Breaker. What a stupid name that is. Uh, is that's actually Rick Steiner's son, uh, Braun Breaker. And uh, I couldn't think of his name the other day on here, but that's just a stupid name. He he should have took the, he should have kept the Steiner name and uh, you know he act like he wants to do his own thing but he dresses like his dad he he runs around and does the dog face and the bark like his dad I mean why not keep the name why not keep the name and he's going against uh, he's the champion he's defending his title against Joe uh, Gracie I think they're going to let uh, I actually think they're going to let Braun keep the belt uh, for a little while longer uh, until they move him up to the main roster. So that's all on that pay-per-view as well. Now, 
keep in mind that uh, we do have another pay-per-view coming up this month, uh, and there are some wild, wild matches already being made for it. It's uh, I don't want to. I don't like to give the information until I have the official card. But uh, TNA Impact for you Impact fans out there, Slammiversary is coming, and I think it's going to be pretty awesome from what I've seen. Uh, some of the matches that I I've seen them tossing around. Now I know that uh, TNA is horrible, horrible, horrible for advertising uh, pay-per-views and wrestlers being on pay-per-views that. Uh, that, that aren't there, right? They're, they're horrible for that. I've seen them advertise AJ Styles going to be there since he's been with WWE. We know Vince McMahon doesn't allow that. I've seen them advertise like Samoa Joe. It just, <laughs> you know, uh, that's just one of uh, the Impact Wrestling gimmicks, right, that they use, and they use it on uh, pay-per-views. So let's talk about gimmicks for just a moment. I was sitting here earlier today, and I was thinking about how much wrestling has changed over the years since I first started watching it until now. And I'm, and I'm wondering if some of the newer fans, some of the new fans, uh, if you realize how bad wrestling used to be that we had to put up with some of these gimmicks. Let's take for, let me give you an example. At one time, we had this big guy, his name, he was called the One Man Gang, right? And he was pretty good. He was pretty, he was pretty good. He dominated there for a while on a mid-card. He, he wasn't a high-card guy, but he was pretty good on a mid-card level, right? Well, they've decided to change his gimmick. I don't know why. And this was a white guy, by the way, big white guy. They changed his gimmick to Hakeem. Because he found out, he supposedly found out, that he was an African, American. <laughs> so now you got this white guy calling himself Hakeem, wearing a Tashishki, <laughs> strolling down, strolling down the ring. I mean, he had a good, good gimmick going as a one-man gang. Uh, he, I mean, he was a one-man gang on a successful on WCW, ECW, and WWE, but, you know, Akeem, and, and, of course, that gimmick didn't go over. But just to show you guys some of our pain, we had another wrestler who was, uh, he was a very good wrestler as well. His name was Tito Santana, right? That's his name. I mean, he was fantastic. He was Intercontinental Champion and what have you. Well, they changed his gimmick, to El Matador, he literally went over to Mexico and learned how to bullfight for this gimmick. And yeah, it was horrible. It was trash. And then you got, <laughs> and then you guys remember the uh, the Dudley Boys, right? Phenomenal tag team, X amount of championships, tag team championships on multiple on everywhere. TNA. Uh, New Japan, ECW, WCW, WWE. Wait a minute. I don't know if they were ever on WCW. No, I don't think they were. But anyways, so they were on WWE, right, uh, multiple times. One time they were on there, and they did the draft. So they got split, right? They got split. No longer the Dudley Boys, all right? Devon, uh, who, who's a phenomenal wrestler, 
they changed his gimmick completely to Reverend Devon. Oh yeah, yeah. He was this spirit he was Vince McMahon's spiritual guide. <laughs> this was in the early two thousands. He was Vince McMahon's spiritual guy. He was a heel, by the way. He was a mean reverend, right? And he had a deacon, and guess who his deacon was? Batista. So you guys remember Batista? You see how hard we had it? You you young fans, you just don't understand <laughs> how hard we had it. They would take our hero. One of my heroes of wrestling growing up, Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas was fantastic. He was right up there with Ric Flair and all of them back in the day. He was uh, part. Of, he was with uh, Rocky, uh, the Rock's uh, dad, Rocky Johnson. They were the first colored tag team uh, world heavyweight champions, right? And he, he was just phenomenal. So he had a, a run of bad luck. He did. He, he became homeless at one time. He got addicted to drugs, right? He got cleaned up. He come back to the WWE. Instead of letting him use his redemption story, he come back as Simba, uh, what was it? Um, Simba Simba or something like that. Sim, Samba Simba. It, it was something weird, it, like, an, like an African. I tell you, they couldn't get away with that these days right as, as woke as everything is but he come back as a as, as a guy as an african like uh witch doctor or something it didn't last long it was a horrible idea they should have let him just be who he was uh i mean this guy was former champion and he really didn't deserve that right uh, another great superstar that came from the wcw uh, uh terry taylor right he comes back to wwe as the Red Rooster. That's his name, the Red Rooster. Horrible, horrible. You know, I, I, I mean, and do you remember, you know, Kane, right? Kane was a really good gimmick. It worked well. But before Kane, he was, <laughs> he was Dr. Isaac Yankum, the evil Jerry Lawyer's evil dentist. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, and WCW, they weren't any better. Uh, they they had uh, Disco, Disco Donnie, uh, which was, uh, uh, that's not the right name. Um, what was his name? It's Kevin Nash is who it was. And uh, they had him on there as a disco guy. Uh, the Renegade, who was a cheap imitation of the Ultimate Warrior. I mean, it was just, it was just insane. It, it was insane. I mean, there's a blue blazer. I, you know, uh, just so much, uh, so much foolishness. You know, it wasn't even, it wasn't even funny. Um, so just to show you guys some of the pain as me and show you how long I've been watching wrestling, you know, uh, those gimmicks, I mean, I sit back and laugh at them today, but I just remember uh, doing the face palm and rolling my eyes uh, every time I seen, like, Doink the Clown come down the ring. <laughs> Doink the Clown. And, uh, oh, you know, and uh, then you had the oddities. You guys remember them? You know the guy in the mask and the oddities, the big guy that wore the T-shirt? Uh, do you know who that was? That was the guy that he was actually kind of successful there for a while, he he used to be called the Earthquake. 
you know, he was tag team with the tugboat, and they were the natural natural wonders or, or something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, crazy, crazy, crazy uh, things that they did back then just to try to get wrestlers over or try to get, you know, try to win the Monday Night War or what have you. And I'm, I'm so glad that they've got away from the gimmick stuff, you know. I know that you still see a few here and there, but nowhere near like we used to. And, uh, and it's good because wrestling's not about gimmicks. You know, we love the characters. We want it. We want, we love it when they make them us feel something, right? Whether we get, can't stand them because they're a villain or a heel or we love them or we understand their story. If they're a baby face, I mean, yes, 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 yes. We're all about that. But, but having these like fake doctors and just, I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and I'll be honest with you. I don't know if anyone else would have been able to pull off The Undertaker for that many years instead of Mean Mark. I really don't. Uh, you know that if you look at that, if you if you look at that on paper, The Undertaker with the guy named Paul Bear carrying out you know a urine um, on paper. That, to me, it would look like another stupid gimmick that wouldn't work. The only thing is, is you had a phenomenal superstar that could take that gimmick up a notch. And that's why he was able to retire in the Hall of Fame uh, as The Undertaker. You know, one and done. So, so I guess some of them did work. Most of them didn't. You know, Feed Me More. You guys remember that guy, Ryback? I mean, it's just, I don't know, you know. Uh, the thing that Edge is doing right now, Judgment Day, I think that's pretty cool. I'm hoping that his fourth member is Bailey. I really would love to see that. I think that would be fantastic. I think they need uh, her back. I think the women's division needs her back. Still no update on Naomi or Sasha Banks. No update whatsoever. Um What's going on with the women's title? There was going to be a tournament, uh, and they've squashed that. So I, I really don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I know one thing. I know WWE is not happy with the women's title division at all. Uh, it's not at the. It's not up to par to where they thought it would be. And I'm talking about the tag team titles. It's not up to par where they thought it would be. Uh, I just. Um, I don't know. I, I just uh, inquire minds or, or want to know. You know, I, I, I'm very curious to see what happens there. Um, I do see a feud coming between Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Uh, these two are friends uh, outside of the ring, have been for years. But on Monday Night Raw, if you, if you paid attention, there was a quick stare down between the two of them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, who else do they have to fight Ronda Rousey right now? So it only makes sense to me. All right, guys, so that is about all the time we do have for this episode. Uh, once again, this has been the Kentucky Guy. Thank you guys so much for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. Hey, you guys have a wonderful weekend. If you get a chance, be sure to check us out at, at the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. 
Have a wonderful day. Hey guys, just a quick note. Uh, this episode was not sponsored uh, by Anchor. I apologize. Uh, I am so used to uh, uh, <laughs> Anchor sponsoring the uh, Red Pill podcast now that uh, we haven't got on the terms for Against the Mat uh, podcast. So just wanted to pop in here real quick and just so you're not confused uh, because I do say we're breaking for a break and then I come back and <laughs> uh say that again so anyways uh thank you all have a great day